and welcome to another episode of the brand new business line portfolio podcast your weekly source for engaging conversations and new ideas in personal finance business line portfolio is our premium personal finance weekly special issue that is published every sunday the 10 pages of portfolio combine credible research insightful journalism to offer you the best actionable advice on everything related to personal finance and insurance and everything in between Hello and welcome to another episode of the Business Line Portfolio podcast. In keeping with our series on making personal finance accessible and easy, in this episode we are going to be talking about fixed income instruments. Varthini, fixed income is usually thought of as extremely low risk and low return instrument where you know uh, people who've retired or people who want to safeguard their money should go in for this. uh can you tell us something about what what these instruments actually are the thing is fixed income instruments can't be painted with the same brush although a part of fixed income instruments like say for example your fixed deposits or you know there's something called the rbi floating rate bond so or your post office schemes these are relatively uh, low risk uh, instruments see when you compare it uh, with equity we would say that fixed in- income is relatively low risk but inside fixed income as i said earlier you can't paint everything with the same brush and as the name suggests does it give you any fixed income every month is there is there a monthly payout not really so when we say fixed income we would uh, we are not looking at uh, mutual hmm. funds per se yes there are mutual funds which invest in debt instruments or fixed mm-hmm. income instruments but when we say fixed income typically we would refer to uh, like instruments such as fixed deposits or uh your small saving schemes offered by post office such as uh, your ppf or your uh nsc or senior citizen saving scheme and okay. uh, yeah and the like so fixed income yes so there is a coupon rate which is the interest rate so that is the interest which is uh, given out regularly now uh, whether it is given out or whether it is compounded that's the other thing so when you say fixed income it doesn't mean that all the instruments will give out say a monthly or a quarterly or or an annual uh, or uh, return into your pocket it may get compounded and reach you at maturity that is one variety the other variety is if you want a regular income flow you can okay. set it up such that you get could you, could you just again list out uh, some of the most popular uh, fixed income instruments uh that would be typically your fds your bank fds your bank, post office okay. fds uh it this is the most popular uh, fixed income instrument i would say or fds even with corporates no there are corporates and also non banking finance companies or which is simply known as finance companies like uh so the these fds are the most popular fixed income instruments also your recurring deposits which you do no monthly you put in a sum fixed uh, fixed deposit is where you put in a sum one time okay and what would the interest rates range for uh, a lot of these instruments that you have talked mm. about say post office savings mm. or bank fds or going up to uh, your corporate uh, fixed deposit schemes this interest rates offered on all these is a function of the uh, the are the reserve banks interest rate cycle so today when we say we would say that we are in a low interest rate regime because inter- interest rates are near a, near a bottom so in today's scenario if you see uh, 
five to six percent is the rates that you would get on fixed deposits uh, across uh, banks predominantly. Maybe small finance bank are a genre of banks where uh, probably slightly more uh, interest is available. Again, your post office time deposits also offer around five to six percent. Corporate FDs, as I said, slightly they are slightly more riskier. Corporate and finance company FDs. So uh, to compensate for that slightly mm -hmm. higher risk, they or some of them offer slightly higher rates, maybe some six-ish, six to seven-ish, uh, depending on their uh, on their risk. So actually, usually uh, return is a function of risk. So higher the risk, higher will be the uh, return. So, how do you ascertain, uh, say, for instance, if one word uh, is desirous of investing in a corporate FD, uh, how do, how does one uh, do the checks okay. uh, before investing okay. in one? In, in one of the schemes offered by companies, private sector. Okay, companies. so this uh, will be based on credit rating. So, uh, credit rating, what we say, uh, a triple A rating would be uh, the best rating, meaning this carries the uh, lowest risk. Then uh, and, uh, it comes down to double A, which carries slightly higher risk, single A, which carries more risk. And uh, according to the risk, so as I said, higher the risk, higher the return. So a triple A uh, FD would probably have slightly lower returns than a double A FD. A rated FD will have uh, um, higher returns than a double A FD. The risk so profile is also higher. The risk profile is also higher. Yes. So that's how it is. And how do investors find this out? Would this be available in the prospectus of uh, or the application forms of any FD? Yes. So uh, companies usually put out advertisements. See, even uh, in our own uh, newspaper business line, off and on, we see advertisements put out by companies soliciting uh, fixed deposits. So if you look into these advertisements, you will see the credit rating. Also, probably the application forms or even if you buy through any online platforms, they would also put up the rating up front. So that mm -hmm. is how you can have a look at the rating and decide whether that risk is worth uh, that return is worth the risk. Okay. But then for what kind of investors and what kind of investment objectives are fixed income instruments good for? See, investment objectives is obviously our entire portfolio cannot be made of high-risk equity instruments. Uh, in, if okay. you uh, remember uh, way back in our first episode, we talked about something called asset allocation, which means that whenever you build up your uh, portfolio, you should have a certain proportion of debt, certain pro proportion of equity and say a gold. So these are the different asset classes in which you should uh, divide your investments and depending on your risk profile. So uh, debt mm -hmm. falls into that bracket. So if you if you feel that uh, you can't take uh, so much risk and invest, say, 70, 80% of your uh, portfolio in equities, probably some portion of it can be moved to debt. Okay. This fund is not going to be very liquid, right? You are not going to be able to tap into this as and when you want because all, all the uh, fixed deposits would uh, come with a lock-in period. Uh, yes, it does come with a lock-in period, but it is not uh, very difficult. If it comes to it, you can go and break your FD in advance. One thing which is different about uh, fixed deposits and, say, an equity uh, instrument is such that uh, you will not lose your capital if you break it in advance. Probably some proportion of the interest that you earned, you may have to forego as penalty for uh, foreclosing the instrument. Okay. 
otherwise you don't lose your capital so that way yes it is slightly more liquid which is why uh, uh, that's also the reason why we say if you have if you need to keep any emergency funds you can still go ahead and keep it in fixed deposit because probably some of them would have a small time frame within which like say 3 months or so after you uh, start your investment you shouldn't break it but then beyond that i think uh, you can go ahead and break it just forego a little bit of your interest as penalty but given that the interest rates are as it is fairly mm. low on these instruments mm. it really doesn't make sense to break it right i was wondering maybe if your objective mm. is to have keep aside some liquid cash then mm. probably it's not the best instrument where you can probably uh, look for something else you know when you know that your horizon is, a, is at least one year then perhaps mm. going for this would that strategy make sense Yes it makes sense when you know the horizon to invest for that horizon and then on maturity use the amount is one way of looking at it uh, to overcome this there is also another option i think we might have discussed this earlier it's called a flexi fd option mm, yes you did you did mention about yeah yes. with the sweep options yes it's a sweep option so the savings account the, you get very little interest say a 3ish percent so what you can do is sweep this into a flexi fd or a sweep fd where that amount which is swept in will get give you more interest and then when you want the money it will be swept back into your uh, savings account so that way it's a little more flexible but there are few banks which do charge this pre closure penalty even for the sweep deposits so if you want it to be extremely liquid you should either keep it uh, in your savings account or keep it in the locker in your house but then you lose out on the interest further you mentioned that uh, you know fds give about 5 to 6% interest are there any other instruments that will uh, offer slightly higher rate of interest as we were speaking earlier there are like across uh, bank fds or even small savings schemes like uh, your time deposits in post offices don't give great returns two options are available today for investors who want mm-hmm. the safety of fixed income instruments but also don't want to uh, lose out much on the interest number one option would probably be uh, the floating rate uh, bonds offered by the rbi now these bonds are just act just like fixed deposits but they have a seven year tenure Uh, now the advantage of having a seven, uh, I mean, sometimes we might say, you know, if you lock into one particular interest rate for seven years, then what if interest rates go up uh, in the interim? You tend to lose out. So to overcome that, the rate, it's it, it, the rate is floating. It is not fixed. Meaning mm. every six months, although your amount is locked in for uh, seven years, every six months the rate is interest rate is revised according to the market rates. Okay. now this uh, floating rate bond uh, interest rate is fixed to the national savings certificate or the nse offered by post office okay so it, it the interest rate rate offered here is 35 basis points above the nse scheme so today if you see nse offers 6.8% and uh, the floating rate bond offers 7.15% Okay. So when you uh, see bank uh, deposits offer uh, five to six percent, the seven point one five percent is actually quite attractive. Uh, but the only flip side here is I remember I spoke about compounding of interest yeah. and uh, yeah. payout of interest when you hmm. asked me a question earlier. Hmm. So the only flip side here in the RBI floating rate bond is although you get higher uh, interest, there is no option to compound it. So meaning hmm. whatever is the frequency of the interest payout, the seven point one five percent. will be calculated on your corpus and this will be like credited to your savings account and you'll start using it uh, for all your expenses as it goes so okay. you will miss out on the compounding benefit here but otherwise 7.15 is a, a very good uh, rate to have in today's scenario does it make sense for uh, pensioners and senior citizens yes it does it does 
so because it's from the rbi or uh, central government so it is government guaranteed so that way senior citizens can also make use of mm-hmm. uh, rbi floating rate bonds the other option for senior citizens again which is like sovereign guarantee and risk free is your senior citizen saving scheme so now this is again offered by the post office so bank fds mm-hmm. offer 56% senior citizen saving scheme offers uh, 7.4% so uh, 7.4% in today's scenarios again a very good rate and is, uh, what what would be the lock in period what will be the tenure for that tenure for senior citizen scheme is 5 years again the same uh, issue we have with rbi floating rate bonds we have it here also there is no option to compound okay so uh, the objective behind offering this is uh, uh, the understanding is that senior citizens would want a regular uh, income hmm. flow so uh, you know they are looking for money to supplement their pension income or to pay for their regular monthly needs hmm. so senior citizen schemes that way doesn't offer compounding and it pays out the 7.4% uh, every quarter okay uh, nevertheless these two are very good uh, instruments for uh, uh, senior citizens uh, there is also one more instrument for seniors which which offers good rates it's called the uh, pm uh, vaya vandana yojana it is offered by uh, uh, LIC if I'm not okay. wrong. Uh, this again offers the same uh, interest rate of 7.4 percent. It's open only for seniors. Mm-hmm. So for FY21, for tw- for tw- financial year 22 and 23, the rates are yet to be announced. It will be announced in future. Mm-hmm. But for this year, it is offering 7.4. So people who don't want to take too much risk and invest in other kinds of uh, deposits where they will probably lose out can consider these three instruments. Right, Vadhani. Thanks a lot. See you and meet you for another episode of the Business Line Portfolio Podcast next week. Thank you. 